0: being tired all the time. Have you wondered if there's got to be something more out there? Hi, I'm Kristen Latini, and I started asking myself these very same questions a few years into working mom life, and the type A scientist in me could not let it go. So I got curious, and the Build Your Own Fairytale podcast was born. Join me each week as we dig into different ways to do life, whether that's decluttering your closet or starting a side hustle. Together, we'll uncover steps toward the ultimate fairy tale. So, consider yourself sprinkled with fairy dust and let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Own Fairy Tale, and I hope your new year is off to an amazing start. I was having so much fun exploring non traditional careers with season two last year, we are just gonna keep going with that momentum. I also have some special edition episodes that are geared toward helping you identify your fairy tale as we get going in 2023, but more to come on that soon. In the meantime, I want you to picture this. You've spent 16 years of your life working in New York City and LA as a TV producer. Sounds cool, right? Now, imagine you've just had your second baby, and the show you were working on producing is canceled while you're out on maternity leave. If that's not one of those you walk into a room and the music awkwardly stops while everyone stares at you moment, I don't know what is. If you're like most, the thought of leaving or losing that professional identity you've been building for so many years is terrifying. But I was recently reminded of a lesson from James Clear's Atomic Habits. James wrote, When you cling too tightly to one identity, you become brittle. Lose that one thing and you lose yourself. With this reminder, maybe, just maybe, the idea of change or walking away is one way to keep growing as a professional. Today's guest, Shannon Russell, did just that. She spent over 16 years as a television producer, but after some major life changes, including welcoming her second son, she realized she was ready to explore a new career path that would be more aligned with her new identity and lifestyle as a mom of two. Shannon shares her journey of finding what she calls her second act, and newsflash, it didn't happen overnight. There were some slips and turns before she found her path, but through sharing her story, she's going to help us get clear on what we really want and warm up to the idea of taking that leap because change is not as scary when you do a little homework first. Today, Shannon is a successful franchise owner, and she coaches women on how to change careers, start a business, and follow their creative passions to the fullest as they produce their best life. Without further ado, let's meet Shannon Russell. Shannon, welcome to the
1: podcast. Thanks for being here today. Kristen, I'm so excited to chat with you. Thank you.
0: I feel like we have so much in common, so much to talk about. But before we do, please share with us, if you could be a fairy tale or fictional character, who would you be and why?
1: I love this question, and it's got to be Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz because I feel like she is kind of a fairy tale princess in a way, and I just love the fact that she's always searching for something her and her friends and it's with her the whole time. So I kind of love that of like we're always trying to better ourselves and Search for something new, but really, as long as we're happy with ourselves, everything, everything's good.
0: I love that. That's Dorothy from Wizard of Oz as a first response for us here. I could use some red sparkly shoes, click my heels. <laughs> oh my God, that would be the dream. <laughs> I'd make them pink, but yeah, that would be the dream. <laughs> yeah. I love the Dorothy vibe. So, okay. Currently, you are also a podcast host and you are a career coach, but I understand this is more you know like a second act take us on the journey. How did you get to this point? Where did you start out? Because you had a pretty dreamy job too. You started out with something pretty cool.
1: Yep. So I started my career as a, I was a communications and film major, and then I started producing TV. So I started at MTV in New York City, working as a production assistant and moving on up to a producer level. And then I moved to Los Angeles and continued working in entertainment news for E! And I worked for Yahoo and Pop Sugar and a bunch of reality shows. So yeah, I produced for about 16 years. Wow. That sounds pretty cool. I mean, what do you do as a producer? It's weird, but it's it's really all encompassing. So when the studio says, "Okay, we want to do a show like say American Idol. Okay, this is a show idea. And then the producers are the ones that come together and really format how the show is going to look. So, okay, we're going to have auditions then we're going to have the performances and we're going to have the judges, just as an example. So the producers will come in, we'll find the talent, the guests, the actors, we'll write the scripts, we'll work with the marketing department to promote it. So it's really just making sure that that idea gets to air in one way, shape or form. So it's a lot of organizing and managing and and working as a team, which I love.
0: Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. So when for you did that not become cool anymore?
1: (laughs) You know what? It was still cool, but I wasn't as cool. I had a three-year-old at the time and I was pregnant with my second son And that's when I realized that it was not a priority for me anymore. I was now back on the East Coast, living in New Jersey, but working in Manhattan. And it was about a two-hour door-to-door commute, which being in New Jersey, you know, is kind of a nightmare. And when you have to rush home to pick up your little one from daycare by six o'clock, it gets really tricky. So I was leaving and ducking out of meetings and not going to shoots. So I could get on the bus. Well, actually, so I could walk, take the subway. The bus and then get in my car to go to daycare. So it was just, it became too much. I was pregnant and I was like, I don't know if I can do this once my second son comes along. And I just think it was a miracle that my show was canceled while I was on maternity leave. So in TV, you're used to being freelance and jumping from project to project. And it's very much in who you know and networking to get your next job or project. So I could have easily jumped back into something else, but I took that as a sign to figure it out. And there had to be something else that was more in line with my new life as a mom with two young kids.
0: Yeah. So the, that exit door was just like, oh, here it is. It's open. <laughs>
1: yeah. And you know what? I don't know what would happen if it didn't fall in my lap like that and kind of give me the excuse to figure it out because I think we can get so wrapped up into our identity and keep going even though we're not enjoying it anymore because it's just the routine and it's it's safe. It's what we're used to.
0: Yeah. All right. So then you had your second son and then what were you looking for something because you were bored or how did you go to that next step?
1: Well, my husband and I are both producers, so it was both the freelance running around and as much as it's really great money, there's still instability in it when you're off for a couple months in between projects. So for us, we felt like, okay, I needed to still work. We weren't at a place where I could be home full time. So I would think I was off for about eight months And I started trying to figure out what I could do. And a friend offered me a job at a local marketing agency, and I took that. It was just a nine to five type of job. And it was disastrous, very toxic workplace, and just not what I wanted to do at all. I thought I could use my producing skills in that kind of marketing field, but it was just not a good fit at all. So I became, you know, just really not happy doing that. And I started, you know, second guessing myself. And right around that time, I started going to an online master's program to become a teacher. So I was like, okay, maybe this is what I want to do. You know, I take this graduate school program and I can do it online while I'm working. And then at the end of the program, I'll be a teacher. So it just seemed like an easy kind of plan for me. And while I was doing that, I was like, okay, well, maybe this will work. Unhappy at my nine to five job. And then just kind of a burnout came along and I said, all right, I've got to figure this out. I was listening to a podcast and it just kind of inspired me to think outside of the box. And I said, okay, I want to create something for myself and open my own business. And that's when I really started diving into it. And I decided not to continue my program. And I opened my own business in children's education. It's a STEM franchise called Snapology. And now I get to teach kids and... Own my own business, so it's kind of like the best of all of the worlds coming together.
0: That is awesome, and also, I feel like I remember you saying this in one of your episodes. But were you you were listening to podcasts like alone on your lunch break, and that was like your
1: those were your friends that were those are the people helping you through. I love that. I'm sure we have some of the same friends. Like I just listened to Jenna Kutcher, and Marie Forleo, and Amy Porterfield, all of the big ones. And I don't know why I was listening to these entrepreneur podcasts. They just happened to be like who I found, and they were like women like us. And I was just listening along and then I'm like, Hey, if they can do it, I can do it. So it was kind of just really taking a leap and just hoping that it would work out.
0: (laughs) It was. All right. So, so you decided to take the leap with Snapology and then what?
1: So I've been now with Snapology for six years. So it's, it's great. It actually was the perfect solution to what I was looking for because I was able to be close To my two boys and raise them and be a very present mom. My center is about five minutes from my house. So everything is just right here. I grew an amazing, amazing team. I have, you know, I kind of was able to use my producing skills to produce this business and all of my experience with marketing and and getting customers. And really, you know, I had to, it was grassroots because there were, I don't know if you have a Snapology near you. There's only a couple in New Jersey, and mine is the only actual brick and mortar center. So, you know, for me, it was really just growing it. No one knew what we were, or who we were. And I just had to get out there and really market and use my skills from TV to really get out and around my community and, and grow the name of the business. And now we're we're successful and we have camps and classes and birthday parties. And it's just a, a growing business with an amazing team. So I guess earlier in 2022 is when I realized like, okay, the business is running like, I have this other idea. Maybe now's the time to go for that one as well and um, start another business.
0: Yeah. Well, I could go down a whole, like, tell us how you built the Snapology business. But I also want to know, you have this new newest venture. So tell us then, yeah, you just decided, let me go for a second business. No biggie.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? It's so funny, Kristen, because I get to, you know, I was going to school for teaching and then I end up opening this business where we teach kids, Lego, robotics, all these really cool projects. And customers would say to me, Oh, what grade did you teach? You're such an amazing teacher. And I'd say, Oh, I'm actually not a teacher. I'm a television producer. (laughs) Then it would kind of open up this whole like conversation of like, how did you do that? And being a young mom And you're working with moms, you know, that are coming in as your customers, you become friends with them. So I have a ton of friends that have been my clients, customers for all these years now. And, you know, some of them would start asking me like, okay, can you tell me how you made this transition? Because I want to transition from my job in the city to be closer to home. And, And then between my customers asking and friends of mine and my own personal life asking me to help them with their transition journey. I was like, there's something to this because I feel like kind of when you get to be our age and you have little ones and you're like, okay, you know, maybe what I was doing for the first half of my life isn't what I want to do. It doesn't fill me up like it did in the past and I need a change. And so I decided to open Second Act Success which is my career coaching business, along with the podcast, to just kind of inspire other women like us to step out of the norm and try something new that really makes them happy.
0: I love how you describe it of like producing that best life, producing that dream,
1: that dream life. You know, you think, oh, I have to stay with the same thing I've been doing, but it's not. It's like, well, what is your fairy tale? What would you want to do if you let yourself dream? And like, okay, let's figure out how to make that work because it's possible.
0: And what are some of the ways, because I know I struggle personally with, I don't even know what that thing is. I just know it's not what I was doing, right? That was okay. That was fine. But it's not the thing. It's like when you find your partner, it's like, he's not the one or she's not the one. Like, how do you help your clients? Like, Is there an exercise that's like, here's the magic answer for what you're what your thing
1: is yeah it, you know what it's not magic but i really i hold true to the principles of like knowing your non-negotiables and knowing your priorities so you know i came from a job just as an example you know my job was really long hours and travel and just really intense all day long and i knew that i wanted to be close to my children not travel you know maybe not be so intense cuz i want to be able to be available for them at three o'clock when they're home from school. So those are my non-negotiables. So when I started making a list and really diving into, okay, what skills do I have for my past career? What would I want to do? What are my non-negotiables? Kind of making those three columns and then really looking at it is what made me realize like, okay, I'm better off owning my own business and kind of making my own schedule and figuring out what works for my family and I, because that was my priority. So I think anyone can do that if you just kind of think about if you are going to change, what are those non-negotiables? Because you don't want to just change jobs or change careers and have it be the same thing that you're struggling with right now. So you want to make sure that if you're making that leap, that you know that it's going to be improving your lifestyle and filling you up and making you happy in a different way.
0: You went through that exercise for yourself with those non-negotiables. So you kind of knew when you were taking that chance of opening... A business of a Snapology business that you're like, okay, well, this is checking all those boxes. I can make my own.
1: Yeah. and And I was hoping, I mean, I, I didn't know. I just had the support of my husband at the time. And I was just like, well, I joke about this and I've talked about this on my podcast is that you know I didn't finish my graduate degree because I can now teach kids and I just felt like I didn't need it. I wasn't going into the classroom classroom. But I feel like when I'm paying off those student loans, it is still amazing because it brought me to this. The fact that I knew I wanted to do something children focused, I feel like those courses and the fact that I'm almost done the degree. So, you know, I got so far that, you know, it still was something that led me to opening a children's focused business, if that makes sense.
0: It does. And I like where you went with that. Cause at first I was like, where is she going? Is she going to say, she feels like she needs to go back or she should go back. And I love that there was no should there.
1: (laughs) Mm -mm. Yep. No regrets. It's the wavering path that we go on to try to, you know, get where we are. It's not always a straight path.
0: It is. And I feel like I've yet to meet someone, whether it was in my previous corporate world or now on the podcast, talking to folks like I've yet to meet someone who was like, yep, straight shot A to B.
1: That would be amazing.
0: So what's the most common thing
1: that they're coming to you with
0: and how they feel stuck or like they don't know what to do?
1: Yeah. So when I'm sitting with clients. It's usually like, okay, I think I want to go work at this museum, but I'm not sure if I should leave my corporate job. I feel like the biggest fear is money and safety and security. You know, like this is what I'm used to. This is what provides for my current lifestyle or my partner and I or my family. And so to change that, Puts things in jeopardy. And so there's just that fear there, which I'm sure you had leaving corporate. I know I had. There's always going to be that fear. I don't think there's change without some sort of fear. So it's just looking at that and seeing, I guess, making sure that you are confident in that change to kind of alleviate some of that fear, if that makes sense. But that's the biggest thing. I think that kind of across the board, everyone has that fear of like, will it be okay on the other side? Will it be okay? And I can't tell you if it's going to be okay, but I can help arm you with the knowledge that you feel like you're making the most informed decision before you do leap. So I call it learn and leap. You know, like I'm all about, you know, everyone dreams about walking in the door and just quitting (laughs) in front of your boss and storming out. But, you know, I'm all about taking that chance. I'm like a big, like just risk taker, but you want to learn first and then leap, you know, to alleviate that fear
0: minimize the risk where you can. You're never going to get to zero risk, right? But absolutely, I can 100% relate to that fear of like, well, we have this financial, air quotes, security. Like it's never, you know, it could always be taken away, but it is, you're used to that lifestyle of living, like, oh, we're comfortable in this way. So that was definitely a big discussion in this house.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Before I made that leave, so.
1: My husband still questions my two businesses now because he looks back to how much I was making producing TV. And I always say like, but I'm around for the kids all the time. So there's a give and take, I guess, you know, like I might be making a little bit less at this moment, but I'm around for the kids all the time and I'm there for them. And that, you know, we don't need a nanny. We don't need sitters for after school. And I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy and not stressed, you know, or any stress that I have, I'm putting on myself. (laughs) You know, it's not exterior stress. Don't you feel that way?
0: I absolutely do. And you cannot put a salary or a price check, not feeling like the way the world is on your shoulders and the mental load capacity is like, what? I I can't, I can't do another thing.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's funny because I went away on vacation with my girlfriends, as I was telling you, and this morning getting back into the groove, I'm feeling the stress, but that's all stress I put on me. And when I take a step back, I'm like, I was able to go away with friends and come back and... The only stress is because I was away and not working 24-7 while I was gone. So nobody would be giving me a pass if I was back in my corporate job. They'd be like expecting the same. Whereas I can ease into it. I can have a conversation with you. I can get my stuff done on my own accord.
0: And nobody <laughs> was texting or emailing you while you're on my way. Sorry to
1: bother you, but. <laughs> ah, exactly. Exactly. Priceless. <laughs> yeah, it is priceless for sure.
0: How do you balance having these two ventures, uh, the kids, the family? Like that's it's a lot. But to your point, it's you're putting it on yourself. But how do you keep it all balanced so it's not so draining?
1: Well, I have such an amazing team at Snapology where I really have asked them this summer. I was like, okay, I'm going to step back and really concentrate on the other business. So. I have an amazing director who's one of my closest friends who works at Snapology, you know, with me. So she handles the day in day out. We check in every day and we talk and you know, but I really feel like I can really step away and everything's still running just as great as it ever was. So that's really helpful to have a team in place if you are a business owner. And then, you know, really at home, it's just that balance that I feel like I have to close my computer when the kids get home, it really is like the day is shortened because when they get home, we have our routine of homework and this and that. And sometimes I'll get on the computer and want to do a little work at night. And I still do. I'm still struggling with really putting it away completely. But if they're sitting there and they're on their switch or on their iPad, I might pull it out a little bit, but then as soon as they need me, I mean, they're only seven and 10 and I'm not going to get this time back. So I try to really just put it away and say, okay, do you want to watch a movie? Do you want to read? What are we doing? So just trying to really, again, prioritize the family time and know that work is always going to be there. And that's just the benefit of being your own boss that you can put it away. And it's not always easy though. I'm sure.
0: It's not. No, but I can, again, totally relate. I feel like we have these very similar paths because my girls are eight. This is the first time because I was working up until the summer when we I was home with them but they can come home from school. One, I can go pick them up or drop them off at school, which I usually had my husband do in the past. I like, nope, got an 8 a.m., got this, sorry. Like, he was great about that. But I can pick them up. I can hang with them after. I can give them a snack. I can help with homework and not have to feel like, oh, someone's on a call waiting for me. You know, I can design it around that. So it's just such a different lifestyle and freedom, and I'm really enjoying it.
1: <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah, It's it is. And I'm sure they love that too. And they've seen... Like that, you were in this job and now you're home. And I bet you, if we asked our kids, that they would see a difference in our happiness or our calmness, just a little bit, right? You know, instead of just the running out to the office and all that stress.
0: Yeah. Actually, one of them said to me over the summer, I forget our pool was closed for a couple of days, but it was like 90 degrees. And we're like, what are we going to do? And we were able to pick up and we went to the shore. So we took a little drive and they were like, mom, I love that you do fun things now. It was amazing, but it was also the heartbreaking because I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like how many fun things was I not able to do before that I didn't even realize, but yeah, it was a, it's one of those memories that stuck with me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's just like, you'll have that moving forward and you'll be able to always remember that. And if you feel like you're becoming not fun mom, you can just turn it and be the fun mom again.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, I don't know how long they're gonna want fun, mom, before I become just you know, go away, mom, because we're however old now. Hopefully that's a long time away. Oh
1: my god, me <laughs> I hope so too, but you never know. And that's why it's like, okay, every moment we've just got to take advantage of it.
0: Yeah. So oh my gosh, I mean all because you have these these two businesses, all these fun things that you get to control, you get to own and really make your own. So What's one piece of advice you wish you had when you were first starting? Let's say with Snapology, because that one's a little more established, right? It's been around longer that you wish you had when you were getting started with that, that would have made things easier, smoother, quicker to get to profit.
1: I think just that it really does, just owning a business is all consuming. It really does take up every minute of your day, if you let it. So I think in the beginning, I didn't realize really how much I'd have to put into the business to grow it. And, you know, I think I was putting these timelines on myself to, okay, I need to make X amount, or I need to do this, or I need to do that. And it really is a ongoing process. And I wish that I knew it was a long game and that I should take the time but not work myself into the ground you know it doesn't have to be profitable the next day after i advertise that we're open you know sometimes especially mine is a franchise so you sign up and they're like oh great you're going to make x amount by this time and it it's not always that way you have to really work for it so it's a long game
0: very true and now you're you're making me think too we had dory stewart on the podcast who opens up a children's franchise in stem and then sold it and um, so now she's teaching other teachers how to become entrepreneurs similarly. But yeah, same thing. Like it was that long-term growth. It wasn't she grew quickly, but it wasn't no, you know, instant here it is, day one and day two, we're gonna sell it for millions, you know? <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, and I feel like it's that with any kind of business, but so many times you think this is a great idea and it's gonna be overnight and you can get down on yourself and I try to just always be like, okay, it's a long haul. You know, it's not going to be perfect by the end of the week. You just have to keep working towards it and loving it and nurturing it and the business will grow. It's a good mantra
0: to remember. So what's one actionable step our listeners can take if they are looking for that second act or maybe this is their, their sign that they need the second act or they want the second act. So what's one actionable step they can take to to either open the doors to that or start moving with it?
1: I think it's your non-negotiable list. So just to take a piece of paper out and start writing down maybe what you don't have in this current role that you're in and what you want in the next one. So like I was saying, is it, you want weekends off, you want to be done by three when your kids are done, you want to be able to only work nights because you have a hobby you do during the day, whatever your non-negotiables are, write those down, start thinking about that role or that, you know, second act that you've been dreaming about and do these non-negotiables fit into that and really just start learning before you leap. So just make that list, start looking at it. That's one step. And then, you know, just kind of, do your research do your homework because it's easy to say I want to be a teacher or, I want to open a business but do your research and really get to know that role that you're dreaming about because I went to school for teaching for grad school and you know as I was going through it I didn't think being in the classroom was for me so maybe if I had done a little bit more research earlier on I wouldn't have done that you know you just want to research because to change a career is a big step. You can always go back, though. I always say, you know, I'm still a television producer. I can go back and produce a show tomorrow if I want to. So, for anyone who's looking to change, your skills are coming with you, and you know, use those skills in your next move. And know that you can always go back. You are the same person. You're just trying something new.
0: I love that reminder. Those bridges, you don't want to burn them. You want to keep that network alive. You've already done so much, and I, I hate calling it a second act because I feel like this is really just the beginning. But What is next for you in terms of the fairy tale or producing your dream life?
1: So I want to just really grow my coaching practice and really get more clients so that I can see, you know, just more women kind of taking this Step like you and I have and in, in finding what really makes them happy. I have a course that's coming out in January that is the second act accelerator, where it's just a course you can take. It's community based where we go through. We really do group coaching, one on one coaching, and we have a community where you can learn how to get there, how to take those first steps within a six to 10 week timeframe to be able to say, okay, that's it. I'm done. I decided I did my research and I'm going to start my second act. So I want to grow that program over the next year or so, and then maybe write a book. That's always my um, big bucket list item.
0: Ooh, that sounds fun too. Well, I have no doubt you'll make it happen.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> can you share with our listeners how they can find you, work with you, and even too for anyone in New Jersey if they want to come to Snapology?
1: Sure. Well, Snapology, we're here in Tinton Falls, New Jersey. So. That's mammothcounty.snapology.com. And Snapologies are international too. So there's probably one in your town or nearby as well. And then for Second Act Success, if you're interested in coaching, if you're interested in my Second Act Accelerator course, if you love to listen to the podcast, which is also called Second Act Success, everything is at my website, secondactsuccess.co. So if you go there, you can see all the episodes for the podcast, how to work with me one-on-one and my program as well. And right now the waitlist is there. So you can go to secondactsuccess.co forward slash wait for the course.
0: Awesome. We will put all those links in the show notes. Shannon, this was wonderful. Thank you for sharing everything with us. And I'm so excited to share with our audience.
1: Me too. It was such a great conversation. Thanks, Kristen. I love that Shannon approaches her
0: second act as a producer to her own life. Since Shannon and I sat down to have this discussion, her second ACT Accelerator course is now open for registration and starts on January 30th. Check out the link in the show notes if you are ready to join her. Here are my top takeaways from the discussion. Number one, learn, then leap. Everyone has that fear of change, but Shannon reminds us that you don't have to jump blindly. Do your homework, educate yourself before you jump, and it can alleviate some of the fear. Number two, your career is not your identity. If you want to try something new, you are still you. You take those same skills with you. And if you try it, you may love it. Great. If not, you can always go back. You're just trying something new. And number three, as we move through life, our priorities and non-negotiables can change. Know that that is normal. You can either stay on a path because it's comfortable, or you can choose to explore other paths that may align with whatever fits your current desires or lifestyle. Last but not least, a big thank you for being here. I know you've got a lot on your plate, so I am grateful that you choose to spend some of that precious time with me. I love sharing these inspirational journeys with you, and I hope it helps us both chart our own paths. And if you know someone who may benefit from this episode, please share it with them. I'm not giving up on my dreams, and I hope you won't either. I'm Kristen Latini, and this is Build Your Own Fairy Tale. When I set out on my solopreneur journey, I wanted to be the most organized and professional without spending a lot of money. Sound familiar? That's when I discovered a customer relationship management platform called 17 Hats, a game changer even if you're a newbie without tons of clients. Here are three quick reasons why I love 17 Hats. Number one, it allowed me to replace my scheduling tool. Hello, one less subscription to pay for. Number two, I can effortlessly send quotes, contracts, and invoices, helping me look super professional. And number three, magical workflows that allow me to automatically send emails and reminders without being tied to my inbox 24-7. The best part is they've got a free seven-day trial so you can check it out firsthand. And if you decide to purchase, here's the best part. Use code FAIRYTALE for a 50% discount off your first year subscription. So head on over to 17hats.com and check it out. Here's to simplifying and making things more magical.